You guys, I cannot even believe this, but we are to episode 100 of the Fools in Love podcast. Y'all, it's unbelievable. And first, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to serve you throughout this process. We've really just loved getting in touch with all of you, getting to know you. And all we want to do is continue making this freaking podcast and serving you better. So let's go out there and get this episode 100. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to another week of the Fools in Love Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and click subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Today, we'll be talking about surviving the holidays. It's so funny when you talk about surviving the holidays. I was thinking about this episode and I'm like, it's the most stressful time of the year. Sing it, brother. (laughs) (laughs) No, we really do love Christmas, though. Yeah, we love Christmas, but the reality of this whole season, the whole holiday season, and I, I... Just so we're all on the same page, I count the holiday season of anything after Halloween. So like as we roll into it, and it seems like even after Halloween, by the way, like all they're doing is putting out Christmas stuff. It's everywhere. They're promoting everything. And even in this weird like COVID time, it's still something that people are talking about. But the reality is, even though it's supposed to be like this joyous occasion, it's really not. It ends up being super stressful, which is why... We wanted to give you some tips and tricks today of just surviving this crazy season that we're about to be in. And maybe doing a little bit better than surviving. Maybe we could actually find ways to enjoy this holiday season, even though it's 2020. And maybe, just maybe, we could even thrive instead (laughs) of survive. Boom, mic drop. (laughs) All right. So the first thing that you really have to concentrate on if you want to have a good holiday season is just not overbooking yourself or overcommitting to things. Simplify your life during this time. Oh, I know for us, like, gosh, that is so true because, it, like, we just always are constantly being pulled in a million directions. And that goes, like, really anytime. But for some reason, during the holiday, it's like it's turned up on steroids. Like, it is, like, crazy, crazy that we're being pulled in all these directions. So it's not only, like, needs of both of our families or – the needs of needing to be certain places, there's more parties, there's more activities. It just seems like you're constantly being pulled and stretched super thin during this time. And even down to like, if you have kids like we do, even down to remembering the snack for the holiday party, like remembering the teacher gifts, that's always a thing for us. I don't know why we never think it through, but I promise you every single year we're like, oh crap, it's the last day of school before a break and we don't have anything for the teachers. We got to scramble, scramble. Like I'm sending Brandon off to Target to do the thing. And it just, it's, there's just so much overcommitment right now that like you don't even remember that type of thing. It's just everything is a thing. You have to remember so many tiny pieces and all of a sudden my brain is just total mush and I can't do anything. And it's because of that overcommitment. It's because of that. Got to have 65 things on my list to do and I'm not going to do one of them. Right, right. And on top of that, then you have to remember to wear a mask at all these things too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, like I already touched on, I mean, I think about us like with 
even just being married as like a married couple. And like you said, the kids are one factor. The other factor is we're married. So we have two completely different families that we need to see and do. And I know a lot of y'all are probably dealing with that stress of like me, like, man, we need to see everyone and we need to see your family. So we're going to go to your families in the morning and then we're going to go to our families at lunch. And then maybe by nighttime, we'll have some time for ourselves. But man, is that like a recipe for stress? And I'm here to tell you, and if you hear nothing else from this episode, hear this. Do not, and I repeat, do not spend your holiday in the car. Amen. And it's funny too, because we want to pack everything into a single day like I was talking about. And the funny thing is I was thinking about that too, is like, A lot of times we'll go forever without seeing certain people, especially when you're talking about extended family or friends or other people. But it's like somehow during the holiday, we have to turn up the time to see them. And and the thing is, you can try with that idea to go see everyone. And it can be really easy to bite into that and be like, yes, we can go see everyone. It's going to be perfect and it's going to be awesome. But we all know how that goes, right? It comes into stress, anxiety, worry trying to do all those things. And we spent a lot of years in the car, keeping it on the reel, driving all around to see everyone else. And we weren't really prioritizing what was most important. And right along with that, you guys, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no any time of the year, but it's definitely okay to say no this time of the year. That's right. Just say no. And and I know it's going to sound hard. And I know as I say this, some of you are thinking it sounds selfish. And, you know, we don't know your family. We don't know your situation. Like we need to see these people. We need to do this. We need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But sometimes you just got to say no. And there may be some hard feelings in this. And this is going to sound really harsh, but so what? So what? I know it's hard, but there's plenty of things in life that you've done that are hard and yet you still do them. It doesn't stop you from trying to do them. And so when we're talking about saying no, it can seem really selfish, but I promise you it's not because you want to show up and you want to enjoy your holiday and you want to be there. And there's plenty of things that we know we have to be there for, but there's other things that we do have a choice and we don't like to believe we have a choice. But I promise y'all we do. And Megan, we could tell you a story right now of how we had a choice because we used to do this. I I can't tell you. The funniest part about writing this episode is like we're guilty of all of these things. So we're not judging, but we want to just open your eyes to a different reality of what the holiday can be. Yeah. Every single year for basically our whole marriage up until our daughter was a toddler, we went home for the holidays. So the year we lived in Texas and then all the years that we lived in North Carolina, we would go home to Michigan for Christmas. We would spend whatever the time frame is, sometimes a few days, sometimes a couple weeks, whatever, but we'd always go home for Christmas. And without kids, it was stressful, but not too bad. Once we had our daughter and we were still driving to Michigan 12 hours in the middle of the night with a baby for years, like it got to a point where we were like, what are we doing? Like, even though, even though the drive was bad, it wasn't even about the drive. It was like, once we were there, we were spending all our time schlepping her here, there and everywhere. That wasn't fun for her. That wasn't enjoyable for her. That wasn't great for us either. I mean, was it nice that our family got to see her? Absolutely. That was totally worth it in itself. But the part that wasn't worth it 
was just the behavior. I mean, she didn't sleep. She didn't. Ugh, it was just. I remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. And the kid is six and a half, and she. <laughs> She was just a miserable mess for every single moment of it. And it got so hard. And we had to learn, like, accidentally, by the way, we learned accidentally to not go home. Because the year she was, I want to say three, mm -hmm. she was three. And she ended up getting really, really sick right when we were supposed to leave. She was diagnosed with Kawasaki disease, which is a whole other story. But we ended up not being able to go. And because we didn't go to Michigan that year, we accidentally discovered that staying home is amazing. Right. And I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that. Because we know how hard this is because we literally had to have a medical emergency to make it happen. And that's after years of us looking at each other like, literally, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, this is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't discount like the, like Meg said, seeing the family and everything else. But like, how is this for our own like mental health? How is this for our own like self care to be doing this and like pulling our daughter everywhere? Cause really having kids open my eyes even more so to the fact that like, this is just, it's not a reality for us anymore. And, but like Meg said, I mean, it's like, it's so difficult to do because we literally had a medical emergency and not only did we have the medical emergency y'all, she got out of the hospital and we were like, could we still do it? Could we still do it? Like, it's like, there's this, this underlying guilt that we all have of things we need to do. Like we have to do it. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't because guess what happened in Michigan when we didn't go, the holidays still happened. <laughs> Life still happened because even though you think you're on everyone's top radar and you're on everyone's top list, I promise you're not. You might think you're the life of the party, but the party will go on without you. I promise. <laughs> and there might be some people that say some things about it and you're just going to have to be okay with that. And it doesn't mean that they might not be feeling a certain way, but that's on them, y'all. That's not on you. Like you want to enjoy this time. And so right now we've adopted a completely different scenario since our daughter's been three. She's now six. So for the past three years, this is our reality. Come to us or not at all. And I'm sorry, not sorry for the happening because that's just the reality for us. We know that at our home, that is where our kids are the most comfortable. That is where they're on their most like closest to the routine <laughs> and that's where they're most likely able to do things. And so there we are. Yeah. I love that you said that too, because like some people do have the kids that can travel and some people do have the go with the flow kids. Those are not our children. So do what's best for your family or do what's best for you. Maybe it's not, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you still need the routine. Maybe you need to be home. If that's what you feel, then that's what you should do. And yeah, maybe mom will get mad, but guess what? She loves you and she'll get over it. Right. And if she won't, she won't. But that, again, that's not for you to deal with because you're going to be doing what you need to do. And Okay. Can we, can we talk about the turkey story, please? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so last year we had gone a handful of years. And like I said, I said, you know, come to us. Like we want everyone to come to us. And if you want to see us, you'll come to us. And, and you know what, whatever it's, it's worked. If they want to see us, they do come to us. And so in people coming to us, then I was responsible for like doing the turkey and we were responsible for doing the meals. And no, you know, if our in-laws are listening, if my parents are listening, you know, they did help. I'm not saying they didn't help, but. A lot. They helped a lot. They helped a lot. Yes. Thank you, Megan. But it was still very stressful. And <laughs> Meg's already going to say that I'm exaggerating the story, but I'm going to say it anyway. When you get up and have to prepare a turkey meal. Because Megan's family is dead set. I'm, I'm going to be a hater for a minute. They're dead set on having a turkey dinner. No matter what, 
a turkey dinner at the holidays. On okay, Thanksgiving thanks, and Christmas. Thanksgiving, understand it. Christmas, I, I think we're stretching a little bit. Can we do something a little easier? <laughs> I mean, why does it need to be a turkey? Okay, I'm ranting here. But last year, I got up on Christmas morning. Christmas Day, my kids are opening their presents. I'm trying to see them enjoying their presents. And you know what I was doing instead of that? I was in the kitchen soaking a freaking turkey and trying to de-thaw it to get it to happen. And so I, in that moment, and I don't even recall exactly what I said, but in that moment, I told Megan, I said, you know what? Next year, we're having freaking Jersey Mike's for Christmas. I don't even care. If y'all don't know what Jersey Mike's is, it's a sub place. It's delicious. But I'm like, we're having Jersey Mike's. We're having pizza. I will not cook a turkey for Christmas. Now, when Megan tells the story, she says that I also said that I will not cook a turkey for Thanksgiving. So good on me for saying that. But the fact is, I put my foot down. I said, I am not cooking a turkey. And I promise you, we all might laugh about my little rant, but all of our family knows that Brandon is not cooking a turkey this year, and that is completely okay. <laughs> it was, the, I mean, we're still la- like we're still laughing about it as a family <laughs> because it was so ridiculous. But anyway, the point is, I mean, he he said what he needed, right? Like, yeah, we're laughing and giggling, and my mom and my stepdad are hosting Thanksgiving this year, which is perfect. Uh, but oh my goodness, just a crazy example. But anyway. Well, and we say it too jokingly, but like it all is about saying what you need because like it might've been a turkey and people might've thought it was ridiculous, but I promise you any feelings that you have about the holidays, someone out there is going to discount it or say it's ridiculous. But the reality is it's, it's for you, it's not. So like, you just got to like say like what you need. And so there you go. Well, and one last point about the turkey. I, it's not so much for you. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it's maybe not so much for you about the actual like cooking of the turkey because I mean, the thing is mostly defrosted. Like you only had to like do the very little last bit of it. I mean, we obviously know to put a turkey in the fridge before we cook it for days and days and yada, yada. But I think it's more just like the fact that you have something to do. Like you have to get up and have a to-do list that's major and like that prevents you from having joy. I think is really what you're saying in that. Not so much that like you're spending your whole life like watching it in the oven. I mean, once it's in the oven, it's in the oven, but more so like the tasks and the mental load you feel like you have from it. Right. Yes, you're right. And so the next thing that I really want to touch on is just sticking to your normal routine or as much as you possibly can stick to your normal routine. Look, as we've already mentioned, when we travel during the holiday, our kids turn into gremlins, y'all. I mean, when they're out of their routine, oh boy, get out of the way. And while some of this is unavoidable over things like, you know, family being in town, different things are going to happen because it's the holiday and a lot of it we can't control. But that means holding on even more dearly to the things we can control. Look, as adults, we're really no different than our kids. If I'm out of our, my routine, I'm unhappy. I love my routine. And so I don't want y'all, and I certainly try not to throw to the wayside my normal routine during the season, and I try to hold on to the things that are dear to me. Yeah, like for example, we really, really try to stick to a normal exercise slash run routine. So for us, that's kind of like a non-negotiable whatever's happening. We might miss a day here and there, but we're not going to go all of November and December without getting our runs in. Like it's just not going to happen. No matter who's around, no matter what's going on, we're going to make the time and find that time. Right. And and that goes for, for any number of different things. And I think y'all can figure it out for yourself as far as what are the things? Like Meg said, we're big on exercise, 
but there's also different things that like, maybe you spend each morning doing daily gratitude. Maybe you spend each morning having a routine, but then during the holiday, it becomes more strenuous and it becomes harder to do. Don't let that fall off because you're going to see the difference and you might not see the difference now, but then like when the holiday's over, you're really going to be dragging and feeling that holiday funk. And then you got to go through all the hassle of getting back into your routine, which is, I think, harder than just keeping it in the first place. But that's another topic for another day. Another thing that we think is super important is asking for help if you need it. And that goes for anything ever. But especially right now when things are crazy and everybody's got 5,000 things on their plate, we really need to remember that it's okay to ask for help. That's right. And I hate to use the kid analogy again, but I'm sorry. It's just too easy. Like when our kids need help, what do we say? Like, what do y'all say to your kids if you have kids when they need help? Why didn't you just ask someone for help? You can just ask your teacher for help, honey. Why didn't you ask your friend for help? Or you could have just asked us for help. So what happens as adults, y'all? Why can't we just ask for the dang help? Well, we I think we're a little bit proud, maybe a little bit too proud. And our ego just doesn't want to take a hit. So we're like, you know what? I'll just handle it. I've got this. Like, I might die trying, but I'm just going to grind it out. I'm going to do this thing. And nobody needs to help me because I have this under control. And inside, you're like dead. Right. And I think it's all about the whole analogy of keeping up with the Joneses. Like, you're seeing other moms, you know, baking the cookies, doing the food drive, doing whatever else, volunteering in the classroom, whatever it is. And so you're like, I'm not going to measure up as a woman or a man if I don't keep up with all these things. And you know, it's so sick too, because I like remember times where people have offered to help in the past and we didn't take it because we were too proud. We're like, no, you know that, you know, I don't want to have to inconvenience them. Look, y'all, they're offering. And if they're offering, you need to be getting real comfortable with taking them up on it. Yeah. You say, thank you so much. And you let them help, help you. Right. So you just need to start... If people offer to help, you need to take it. And also you just need to ask for what you need. We already talked about that a little bit, but start asking because it's going to free up so much time for you. Like, Hey, can we watch the kids while you go do some Christmas shopping? Hey, can we bring a dish or two for your you know, Christmas dinner? Hey, can we do this or that? Yes, absolutely. You can, because they're not going to offer if they don't want to do it. But where a lot of us are so big in our own brains and are so worried about other people more than ourselves that we don't think about the fact that, Hey, yeah, we could use some help. So let's start doing it and have some more enjoyment during it. And by the way, we are not saying not to think of others before yourself. We're just saying that you can accept the help. Right. Okay. Kind of along the same lines, but you have to be good to yourself. Like self-care is clearly something we very, very, very firmly believe in, but Right now, for the holiday season, sometimes that's going to go a little bit out the door. Again, we're busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. So what's going to leave first? It's that self-care aspect. But guys, self-care is okay. Rest is okay. Recharging, totally good. That's right. So pamper yourself this holiday season. Do something that you enjoy. Take a nap. Watch some Christmas movies. Listen to some Christmas music. You know, do some things to like indulge yourself a little bit and don't feel guilty about it because I think for some reason the barometer gets turned up way more during the holiday that we feel like even more so now that we if we aren't doing something, then there's a problem. Like we should be busy. We should be going. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. And if we've said the things earlier, like saying no, then even if we said no and we're staying at home, we're still finding things to do. 
And then we're discounting the self-care needs. And I know not to go back to the kid aspect, but if your kids are off on holiday break, that can become even more difficult. But what we're saying is make sure you're making yourself a priority. Now, coupled right along with that is using moderation in this because I do want to say that even though I just said it and I get it, I'm not contradicting myself. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to practice self-care. But with that being said, we need to use moderation during the holiday. So many of us during the holiday fall off our workout routine. We fall off our eating routine and all of a sudden there's all these delicious sweets and treats around and all the bad things are put in front of us and we slip into that bad eating and that bad behavior and we say, eh, you know what? I already fell off. I'll get back to it in January. But remember, it's your choice to gorge. So you don't need to have more than two cookies. I'm not saying don't have any, but maybe you could stop at two instead of six. And you also don't need to have the second helping and third helping at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Again, I'm not judging, but we do it to ourselves. I know me and Megan talk about it all the time. Like, why did we overeat? Why didn't I stop myself? Why, why, why? And I'm sure y'all have had the similar conversations. But during the holiday, man, we want to pack on those pounds and it's not doing anything good for our mindset. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, have the treats you really want, skip the rest, do the exercise that you find enjoyable and skip the ones that you don't. But again, just everything in moderation, just theme of life. (laughs) And you're going to show up, by the way, more energized, less sleepy, more ready to take on all these tasks that we're talking about if you're taking care of yourself. But I think a lot of times it gets forgotten. I know for me, it already has. I've already fallen into the eating the candy, eating the treats, doing the things and saying, well, you know, I'll get back to it some other time. And I've even caught myself and been like, no, I mean, you can have it, but let's let's uh, let's control yourself here, Brandon. And that really goes into the next thing is just controlling what you can control. And again, this isn't all going to go according to plan. And you already know that. Let's face it. We've had a few holidays now. We already know that things aren't going going to go according to plan. But for some reason, we build up these huge holiday ideas in our head. I think of like the Griswold family yeah, Christmas. Say, uh... He's like, oh, we're going to have a good old fashioned family Christmas. And I always think about like when he's having, if you haven't seen it, my God, you need to watch it. But like, <laughs> it's like he's sitting there talking to his dad and he's trying to have this fam- family, huge family Christmas. He's like, dad. How did you survive our holidays? They always just seem so great. And he said, I got a lot of help from my friend Jack Daniels. Now, (laughs) I'm not encouraging like drinking or having like overindulging on alcohol to make it work, but we need to start controlling what we can control and give up the idea of this picture perfect vision that things are supposed to be. Sometimes, as we always do, you just need to smile. You need to throw up your hands and you need to say, It is what it is. And if 2020 has not taught us to do that yet, the holiday season might just get you there. You need to throw up your hands, say it isn't what it is. I can only make this what it is and move on and be happy and try to enjoy as best you can. Yes. Giving up that idea of perfect is the ticket to enjoying this holiday season and these special moments. Okay, guys, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Skip the politics and skip your mass debates when you have your guests over, when you're dealing with family. Let's just not even go there this year, okay? Yep, don't have the fights. Let's keep the politics 
away when we're with the family. And, you know, hey, maybe if you all agree, maybe if you're all on the right side or the right or wrong side, the right or left side, I should say, then you the can talk side. about that and use it as your bond. But if you know that's a, a sore subject, maybe not bring it up at the Christmas table. And as I'm saying that, there's so many things beyond politics that we all know. We know our family's triggers. We know the things we disagree on. Yes, we're not all singing Kumbaya. There are plenty of things that can come up that have come up other times that we know are going to be triggers for us and we know they're going to be triggers for our family. So look forward in the holiday and plan for those times and plan like either your exit strategy or the exit of the conversation strategy and then don't poke the beast. If there's things that are going to come up that you know are going to make the holiday more stressful, why are we bringing them up? Let's keep the politics aside. Let's keep the mask debate aside. And let's uh, move forward and enjoy our time together. Let's wrap this up with finding the joy in the season. Wait, is Christmas and the holidays supposed to be joyful? Yes, they're actually not meant to be stressful and horrible. They're meant to be fun and exciting and joyful. Wonderful. Yes. I know in this season we can get caught up in this idea of the hustle and bustle. I mean, you're shopping, you have all your Christmas parties or holiday parties, you have present wrapping to do, and it can easily rob us of the feelings of joy. But during this time more than ever, we need to be practicing gratitude and we need to be looking for things to be joyful about. Yeah. And guys, it doesn't have to be like this big, amazing moment that we discuss like it can be like i like my christmas coffee mugs and i like christmas music playing on you know who and i like my decorations and my tree like all those things bring us joy but we just have to remember to let them we just have to remember to to think that like to allow ourselves to be happy about those right and if you're megan then the what brings you joy is the hallmark channel and cozy socks just saying that's right but there's maybe plenty. some pajama pants <laughs> Okay, she's still going, folks. I, I don't know. <laughs> Gratitude's really easy for me right now. It's a good time of year for me. <laughs> yes, but it's very easy to get caught up on the things to be stressed about. But we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again. The things that you're looking for are the things you're going to find. So if you're looking for joy during this season, it's going to be really easy to find it. And a lot of times for me, I don't know about y'all, but the holiday really puts into focus the things that bring me joy, which is giving to others and bringing happiness to someone else. A lot of times in our world, we can be like so self-centric and I know we've talked in this episode about practicing self-care and certainly we can continue to do that. But how good does it feel to be able to serve someone else, to be able to help someone else, to ever bring some happiness to someone else? Now, I'm not saying to discount yourself in this process, but think about the people that you haven't talked to in a while. Think about the people you could reach out to. Think about just small things you could do like maybe you could bring someone a coffee. Maybe you could just give them a call. Maybe a little text message. Maybe a funny gif or jif or however you say that. <laughs> There's a lot of things we can do right now to bring joy to other people. And in turn, not that this is why we do it, but like it does bring joy to us as well. Absolutely. I think that if there's anything to remember about this time of year is that we should all strive to be a little bit happier and to give a little bit of happiness wherever we can. All right, y'all, I'm going to go grab my Christmas mug, maybe a Christmas cookie, throw on some Hallmark Channel and chill. And sweatpants. Whoop, whoop. See you next week. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. 
Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 